Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He joins us every single Tuesday to help us break down all things Gamecocks. He's J.C. Sherwood of Inside the Gamecocks of the Big Spur. J.C., appreciate you taking the time once again, my friend. How are you? Great. Hey, another Tuesday. Boy, these fly by, fly by fast. It seems like yesterday we were talking about the opener. <laughs> and now here we are in November, uh, you know, with the Gamecocks kind of behind the eight ball. But, uh, you know, I, I tell everybody all off season, right before the season starts, savor it because it goes in the blink of an eye. It's like uh, you, you can't sleep the night before the opener. You can't sleep that week that we go so slow. And then all of a sudden you're at Christmas time and it's gone. <laughs> so uh, savor them, uh, savor these last four games. It would be my, my big message today. Well said. Well, JC, we look back on the weekend that was South Carolina falls to the Texas A&M Aggies by a final score of 30 to 17. And JC, Maybe not a result that was surprising necessarily, especially when you factor in that the Gamecocks were two touchdown underdogs. But even with that, it's how it unfolds. And JC, obviously, when you watch it take place, there's things that happen in the game. And what's so frustrating, JC, for me is I watched that game on Saturday. Texas A&M, they've undoubtedly got talent, but I don't think they're world beaters. Like, I don't think they're a great team. Their offense was really boring. They've got their own issues. On the offensive line, there were plays to be made, and there were some plays made in regards to the Gamecocks' offensive side of things, but just could not do enough and could not take advantage. What did you see on Saturday? Do you feel the same? Like I said, I, I don't I don't leave that feeling like Texas A&M was just worlds better than South Carolina or was some elite football team. The Gamecocks, just for whatever reason right now, did not have the horses to take advantage of a really gettable A&M squad. Yeah, I mean, I think if South Carolina were completely healthy, it's probably a game that you just shake your head at and go, God, they blew it. You know, they blew a golden opportunity. I, I don't know that it was realistic they were going to go in there and win. Uh, like you said, hey, it was a very, I, I would call them very pedestrian, uh, especially on offense, which surprises me because Bobby Petrino, even last year at Missouri State, man, he lit up Arkansas in the first half, was back to being Bobby Petrino and, uh, I do give them credit for adjusting because Clayton White sort of threw a rent, monkey wrench at him, right, so to speak, uh, in the first half with that three-man front and the multiple linebacker sets. They, they, they A&M had trouble blocking the Gamecocks, right? And I, I don't think we've had many teams that have you could say that about this season. But they adjusted. Um, I don't think the offense helped, uh, but with a patchwork offensive line like that, and lo and behold, here's another injury. 
you know, Trey Jones, he had to join the club, right? I mean, God bless. Um, against that front, which their front is elite. I, I think that's the thing with, with a and I don't want to call them a one-trick pony because they do have talent elsewhere. But that if you look at one spot on that roster that has been consistently a matchup nightmare with everybody on the schedule, uh, it's been that defensive front. You know, whether that's taking Tennessee's passing game uh, down. I know the balls ran the ball well in that game to, or, or whether it's holding Alabama to 32 rushing yards in that football game, uh, A&M's front has shown up and uh, they did against the Gamecocks. Um, I, I thought that, you know, early on, you know, the Gamecocks did a pretty good job, you know, scheming and getting a drive going. I, I think Mario Anderson, I think the Gamecocks are onto something with him, man. I, I really think that guy uh, is a very good running back, probably better than we think. Uh, because there's not a lot of room to run, and he just runs like there's no tomorrow. Uh, and that's half the game, right? Uh, I, I think when you look at South Carolina's running backs in recent years, breaking tackles has not necessarily been a specialty of some of these guys. Some of them did it every now and then. Some of them would go – I mean, but, but not Mario Anderson, man. He, he's he's running through arm tackle. But you better square him up if you're going to get him on the ground. Uh I just thought, you know, for a, a moment in the game, Carolina fell apart. Uh, offense wasn't helping. The intentional grant, Spencer did not have his best game. Let's just be honest there. It's hard to get after him and, and be totally critical of him, uh, but didn't have his best game. The intentional groundings were tough. I get it. You're trying to throw it away, not take a sack, whatever. Um, but like that, that second quarter, you know, and, and you're sitting there watching the clock run down, Chris, A&M didn't really even score to what, eight minutes to go in the second quarter, something like that. Uh, and, and then they score again. And then you're like, well, they're going to get out of here with 14, seven and get the ball. And then Anaya Smith made what I call a recruiting play. Uh, he's a great player. Okay. And so he made a great play and then made more great plays, <laughs> making everybody miss to get to the end zone and boom, it's 21, seven. Well, second half, you know, it's kind of just back and forth like it was for the rest of the game. And uh, Carolina, at the end of the day, did not have enough firepower, uh, I think, offensively. Xavier Leggett played, but, man, he wasn't himself. Uh, not a lot, just didn't have enough playmakers, didn't have enough on the line of scrimmage offensively uh, to realistically overcome that. There are no moral victories. I didn't take the, the – this wasn't even one where, unlike the Georgia game where it's like, well, that team's just killed Carolina the last couple of years, and to, to have them down and, and play them like that, that shows progress. I don't know if they showed any kind of progress or anything. It's kind of the same old, same old where they're they're just too undermanned. I mean, uh, look, nobody's going to accuse this team of not playing hard. Nobody's going to accuse them of not – of mailing it in. I saw none of that Saturday. I, I, but, uh, you know, sometimes you play as hard as you can, and, and you're just limited, and, and the other guys are just better. Uh, and that's what happened Saturday. So, uh, you know, if it weren't for that second quarter where they kind of let things go, uh, who knows? We may be talking about an upset right now because certainly I, I think you're right about A&M. But um, as it stands, it's two and six. Uh, and they, they kind of grind to the Gasparilla. I, I think the schedule – if people don't want to hear this, they think, oh, it's an excuse or whatever. I, Chris, I can't remember a season where South Carolina – going into November, like past Halloween, has only played three home games the whole year and only two SEC home games, mm. you know, and only one in like a month. I mean, that was Florida. Uh, so that's that's 
when you go on the road, it's tough in this league. It's tough. I mean, you know, and, and, and to have all the issues they've had, you know, I don't know that you could expect much more uh, other than winning the Florida game, which of course was very disappointing, but um, you know, you, you got forward home. Uh, Carolina matches up really well with all those teams. I think probably better than most of the other teams on their schedule, the exception of Florida and Furman and Mississippi state. Uh, so you go shoot your shot, man. I mean, the season's not over. Uh, you win those last four, sneak into a bowl. Uh, you're sitting on six and seven, seven and six season, three straight bowl trips. People are feeling good because you beat Clemson two years in a row, which is a big deal at this university. Um, and everybody's feeling good again. But uh, right now, I don't expect anybody to feel good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. JC, the Gamecocks defense was, I feel like, as disrupted as they've been all season. And yes, I know the bar is in hell, right? You still surrender 30 points. It still wasn't some stellar performance. But do you feel more encouraged about the Gamecocks defense moving forward because of what you saw? Or do you write that off as Texas A&M is sort of inept on the offensive side? Well, I I, I look at it, and I, and I think there's positives and, and negatives. I mean, to take away from the game, I mean, the negative obviously is that they gave up 30 points and lost the football game and had breakdowns in the secondary again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the positive part of it is, and I respect, you know, I don't care how much a coach is struggling, man. I respect coaches that are like, all right, we're going to try something different this week because things just aren't, you know, uh, the definition of insanity, they say, is doing the same thing over and over. I respect Clayton White for coming out in this uh, funky-looking defense. Hey, it worked for a while until they adjusted, right? Um, and using more three-man front, Jerron Willis gets out there and plays, Bam Martin Scott. And and what those guys are, Chris, those guys are kind of bigger outside linebacker types. They're really suited for like a 3-4 at outside backer. You know, what Willis and Bam Martin Scott, they they have those body types. Um, and that, I think, freed up guys like Taka Hemingway and TJ Sanders and Brian Thomas Jr. and 
you know, some of the interior guys uh, to get in there and, and make plays. Tyree Johnson played his best game as a Gamecock, uh, and probably here's why. he Tyreek is more of a 3-4 end uh, than a 4-3 end, right, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, guys like with his body type tend to thrive more in the 3-4 because those ends in that, that, that system, you know, you got a nose tackle, and then the two guys beside beside him are technically ends. Um, and so playing that spot, I think that's more his game. I think that's more Tonka's game. Um, so we'll see if we see more of that, uh, you know, that, that system, isn't always the best, especially, you know, outside of Nick Barrett, you don't really have a big nose tackle. Um, so, you know, is it realistic to go out there and, 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 and switch it up and do that all the time? I don't know, but I, I like the package and I like the approach. Um, and then it was the same old story. You know, you, you give up 21 and, and look, 20 they had drives of 55 and 48 yards so the special teams and offense did not help the defense it wasn't like florida game last year where florida's going 80 yards every single time or, or whatever uh so so you know in fairness it was a short field but same old story you know you, you give up 20 plus in the first half and then you just don't have the firepower to come back but you come back the second and uh, a&m did not have a second half touchdown and so uh you know, the defense did some things right, uh, obviously, but but that that whole do well in the second half thing after you've after they've got 20 on the board, I, I think I'm kind of done talking about that because that, that happens over and over. But first half, first quarter, I thought they came out and did some nice things. The, the defense actually overall, if you look at the totality of the game, it was just that, that last seven minutes of the second quarter, man. They just fell apart for that little bit and uh, regained it. And, you know, just didn't have the offensive firepower to get back into it. JC, one of the other bright spots from this loss on Saturday, the involvement of Nicholas Harbor. It continues to increase six catches for 59 yards, 9.8 yards per catch. And I thought, you know, it was a great job by him to bounce back from that early drop in the ball game, which served. It was a critical drop at the moment. You saw Spencer Rattler, Shane Beamer, others uplifting him on the sidelines. He goes on to have a really, really good game. I've been saying this for a few weeks now, JC, but especially with games like Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt upcoming, this four-game home stretch, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when we see Nick Harbor have a breakout game. I'm talking over 100 yards, maybe a score or two. It feels like that could be coming in the next week or two as his role continues. What are you seeing from him as he continues to evolve at the wide receiver position, if you will? I really like what I see, and I'll tell you why. I like, you know all these years of evaluating and sort of watching the development process. I think there's basic fundamentals. Uh, when you're learning a new position, you have to master uh, at receiver. I think the basic fundamental that you have to master is catching the daggone ball. Right. And I know he had the drop, but I think most people would have expected a lot more drops from Nick, to be honest, making that, you know, because a lot of times guys will get the route running. You know, they got the athleticism. They got the, the way to make the play on the ball, and they just can't make the catch, and it's mental. Uh, and, and the mental growth process is something you really watch when, when you're coming talking about young players, especially one learning a new position. Uh, so that that mental part of it, the focus on, on catching it, the he does not have naturally great hands. Uh, it is all focus, and uh, Beamer talking about, you know, the, the other day about how Nick, before practice, after practice, he's taking reps, reps. The last guy to do that was Alshon Jeffrey. 
uh, at South Carolina. Now, Alshon came in as a receiver. He had a little bit more going for him to begin with as far as experience at the position. But you saw how Alshon, through his work, took a lot of natural ability and became a star, not only at South Carolina, but in the NFL. I mean, you put Alshon on a clock, he's probably running four eight, something like that. And did anybody catch him in the Super Bowl? And you know, like, nah, no, Alshon, and it was because of his work, you know. And so seeing that and, and knowing that right now, uh, as as you evaluate Nick Harbor through these eight games, knowing he is a reliable catcher of the football, you, you have to think the next step is taking that those gifts, that speed, that athleticism, the big body, breaking tackles, pulling away, you know, all the stuff after the catch that, that we've all kind of figured he could do for a while. So uh, turn on the Jets, whatever. But but I, I've, I've just been impressed with the fact – and, look, Spencer Rattler is throwing – he's putting it right there where, he, where it's hard to not catch it, right? Uh, but uh, just the fact that, you know, Nick bounced back from that, caught everything. He's caught everything just about the whole year. Yeah, of course you do have the one drop, but uh, you know I I think the rest of it's coming. So I, I wouldn't disagree with you and and think that you you could just kind of feel that a a, a big time stat stuffing performance maybe just around the corner for him. The Spurs Up Show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is. Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed.
JC, I feel like we can't talk about this game and move off this game without mentioning the injuries. What what do you make of all the injuries, and and what do you think Shane Beamer must do over the course of the offseason in regards to reevaluating what they're doing in strength and conditioning? And I mean, you, you hate to pin it all on on Luke Day, but also it's just not going to fly with people to say, well, it's just bad luck, right? I think at minimum you have to look at what you're doing and say, okay. Is there anything that we could be doing to lessen or limit these injuries? I mean, because – and if it is bad luck, my goodness, I don't know who's controlling the voodoo doll because I think it was like three straight plays in College Station. A different Gamecock went down with some sort of injury. I mean, do you just write it off as it's a lost season with terrible luck, or do you think there's something there that maybe needs to be looked at and addressed? This has been going on for too long, uh, even before Shane got here, to, to make me think that – it's just been luck. I mean, it's a very mush champish type of season from the injury standpoint. No, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think the football gods hate South Carolina that bad, <laughs> right? I think they hate them, but but don't hate them that bad. Um, and I don't know what it is, Chris. I, I'm not. I can't. I'm not smart. Enough, I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy, but I'm not smart enough to figure that out because, you know, I'm not a medical person. I'm not a trainer. Uh, I would look at everything from from training to uh, nutrition. Um, I not. I wouldn't imagine there's an issue with nutrition because South Carolina. All I hear about is how great great the program is. I know they got a new director of nutrition, uh, training program, medical staff, practice habits, uh, off season strength and conditioning. Um, just look at the whole big picture and 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 dig in. Um, I, I don't know, Chris. If you look at the injuries, I mean, gosh, we're sitting here in basketball season and. Murray Boyles has already got an illness, and, and he's sick. I don't, I don't know that it's an injury with him, but you do have BJ Mack nursing an injury. Um, is it? You know, I mean, I, I don't want to open a can of worms here. I would go study the rates of injuries for different types of cleats. I don't want to open that up because everybody's going to get mad. Uh, I mean, in other words, are Notre Dame and Texas Tech and Maryland having? the same kind of injury issues with feet and stuff that South Carolina is. Uh, and I think people know what I'm getting at there. I, I would look at, like I said, uh, the medical staff or, or, and if I'm Ray Tanner, Chance Miller and the leadership, uh, you know, because it's been, it's been baseball, even women's basketball had a, had a bad injury last year. I'm looking at just making sure. And the answer may be yes. The answer may be yes. That everything that can be done, from a preventative standpoint across the board in this athletic department is being done. And like I said, the answer may be yes. Uh, or it may be as, as, as easy as, you know, maybe, maybe you need to invest in, in, in some certain areas a little more, maybe not, uh, you know, are, are they doing everything they can from an institutional standpoint to keep these guys healthy? Um, I will say in general in football, especially, South Carolina's never had depth. I mean, if South Carolina, as good of a coach as Steve Spurrier was, if they'd had these type of injuries on those really good teams that we're all about to honor this weekend, would have been much better. I mean, because you look at those depth charts and see who was playing behind some of the stars, you'd have been like, ooh, that's a big drop-off. And to build depth, it takes a ton of recruiting. I mean, most schools do not have depth anymore. Um, And so – is it realistic that you could solve the injury issue through recruiting and just live with, with all these guys out? No. And, and certainly on the offensive line, man, you can't, you know, th- this is abnormal. 
this this doesn't happen every year. I mean, this is eleven. It's freaking ridiculous. But uh, you know, I I just think that you know, as far as how to solve it, uh, if there is a solution, you got to go hunting for it. You got to evaluate everything with a fine tooth comb, uh, and, and you got to make sure you're doing everything you can institutionally, coaching wise, program wise, whatever it may be. Uh, to make sure you're doing all that you can to keep these guys healthy. JC, as we close out the month of October and look towards November, four straight home games await South Carolina, beginning with this one against Jacksonville State, a noon kick on ESPNU, (coughs) excuse me, at Williams-Brice Stadium, Gamecocks and Gamecocks, first ever meeting between these two. And JC, I, I don't know if my full doom and gloom has said or what have you but i'm expecting an absolute fight rich rodriguez comes in they got a seventh year quarterback in zion webb fantastic running back when you look at jsu what do you see seven and two i believe five and one in their conference this is a quality squad and they'll come in expecting to win yeah their offense is, is scary i mean rich rod hadn't forgotten how to coach and it's it's a scheme you know sort of like when uh, you were coaching against the the late great mike leach you know, Rich Rod is the zone read in its purest form. Uh, a lot of people have adapted and done other forms of like the zone read option, whatever. But th- this is dual threat guy, going to zone read you to death, going to quarterback keep, quarterback runs a whole lot. Uh, this offense still works, Chris. I mean, when his one year at Ole Miss when he was the OC, John Reese Plumley, I remember him running all over Alabama one day. Uh, so you have to be – Disciplined, you can't fall for the eye candy. You've got to have a specific plan uh, to stop them and slow them down, given their style of play. Uh, it's it's not necessarily like facing the service academy because you're not dealing with the chop blocks and, and all that, but, but you do have to be disciplined against the bunch. And so they present quite a challenge, I, I think, offensively. The good news is their defense isn't really that good, even for their level. Uh, they've had trouble stopping people all year. So you have to think South Carolina, and, and this is when you when you face a team like this, if you're South Carolina, what, you just got to score, keep scoring, score, 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 uh, and, and then play, you know, play discipline on defense and good things will happen. But uh, it is a scary game. Uh, you know, Jacksonville State, I'm old enough to remember when they went to Ole Miss in the season opener uh, as an FCS school and, and beat a uh, Houston Nuts team. Uh, a few years back. I mean, uh, I think they scared the bejesus out of Arkansas a couple of years ago. They are a tough, tough football team, uh, specifically with this, this, uh, the Rich Rod style of offense, which does present a unique challenge. So South Carolina's going to have to go out there and play hard and get the crowd behind them and score points. Uh, and if they do that, they'll be okay. If, if not, it's another one of those losses like App State, Citadel. Uh, and then those are, I, I said on the big spur this week, those are usually the signs that, that things have kind of hit rock bottom, like a catastrophic year around here. Uh, when you have those just, my God, what, how, how did that happen? Uh, type of losses. Um, so you want to avoid that really the next two weeks if you're South Carolina. Yeah, 211.1 rushing yards per game. As I mentioned, guys, Zion Webb is a big part of that. I was actually looking at JC last week against Florida Atlantic, FIU actually, 20 carries for 125 yards and two touchdowns for Webb. Again, he's not lethal throwing the football, 
But the Gamecocks definitely have to account for that quarterback running game on the defensive side. Like you mentioned, they are susceptible to the pass. So you would think Spencer Rattler and company should be able to have a big day. And, J.C., that leads me to this because you look at a game like this. South Carolina's lost four in a row. So I, I think a lot of the angst and the, the worry when it comes to this game is not that JSU is some world beater or that you don't have more talent. It's because of what South Carolina has or has not done over the last month. And, J, JC, I'll be honest with you, I don't know what it remember. I don't really remember what it feels like to win a ball game. Mississippi State feels like forever ago at this point. Um, but this game to me is all about South Carolina. Like, what do you specifically need to see from the Gamecocks offensively, defensively? Because realistically, the schedule does set up to make a run here into the year and finish six and six. And you've got Jacksonville State, then you kind of ramp up a little bit more with Vandy, then you ramp up a little bit more with Kentucky, and then you've got the rivalry game. So, but the bottom line is this, you can't win all four in a row until you win this one. So what do you need need to see from South Carolina to not just win, but I think it's important to to build some momentum in this game as well. I, absolutely. I, you know, I, I think, you know, they need to be on on offense like that, like they have been uh, every, every home game this year. No, no sputters, no stupid turnovers. Um, and they've been pretty good about that, Chris, uh, at home with Rattler. And then, you know, Mario Anderson's really coming into his own. Like I, I mentioned earlier, uh, I think he could have a big day against these guys. You could stay balanced and put a lot of points on the board. That, that's what you need to do because uh, inevitably at some point, you know, Rich Rod's a good enough coach. They're going to bust one on you or they're going to catch you and, you know, crashing down um, and he's going to pull it and run or, or, or they're going to catch you trying to scheme up for the run and they're going to throw it over you to the top of you. Uh, those types of things are going to happen, but um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I, I think you need to put points on the board. That's my uh, mantra for this week is, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter uh, if you give up some things here and there defensively put points on the board. Uh, hopefully it's a lot like the Furman game without the uh, nip and tuck first quarter. Uh, and you can go play Lenore Sellers or whoever else uh, and empty the bench and, and have a nice day, you know, and, and that gets everybody feeling better, re- rejuvenated. Then Vandy comes in, obviously they're struggling mightily. Uh, and, and, you know, these two games could be get right games. Uh, I don't think, I don't think you're looking at a situation like last year where these guys are as bad as Charlotte or SC state or, or that don't match up as well. Uh, but I think these could be those get right games. And, and if you remember last year, South Carolina, after getting annihilated by Georgia, they bounce back. They beat Charlotte. They beat SC State, and then all of a sudden they beat Kentucky, and then A and M, and then won four in a row. So that's uh, uh, and then all these are at home too. I mean, South Carolina has been a much better football team, especially offensively, uh, at home this year. So, you know, I, I would I, I want to see them put points on the board this weekend. That's uh, that's the most important thing to me uh, because I do think inevitably JSU will, you know, score some points and 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 there will be some anxious moments in that regard. J.C. Sherwood of Inside the Gamecocks, the Big Spur. J.C., one last thing, and I'll get you out of here. I know I'm looking way too far ahead, but as the weeks pass, I continue to be more and more and more fascinated by football in the Palmetto State this year and what the South Carolina-Clemson game is, is going to look like. Tigers suffer another loss, and when's the last time, J.C., we entered the month of November 
and we're talking about Clemson and bowl eligibility. And that realistically, that game at the end of the year might be for bowl eligibility for both sides. I mean, it's, it's again, I'm looking way too far ahead, but it's just it, it's it's hard not to and just think that game already has so much riding on it. But it's just this year is it's crazy. I mean, it's 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 absolutely crazy. So I I, I don't know. It's it's just a weird I, year. Oh, eight oh nine for Carolina. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, 07 probably cost them a bowl. You know, they lost on the last second field goal. Shoot, man. I shoot Carolina, I don't think's entered the game with bowl eligibility on the line and lost uh since then. Um, and they were eligible, they just they didn't have enough spots, they needed to get seven wins. I right, 08, Dabo's interim year, where I think had Clemson lost that game, they would not have gotten to the Gator Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I don't know if they had an FCS win that didn't count or something like that, um, or if that or if that team finished. I don't remember. I don't remember what exactly the situation was there, but uh, yeah, it, it would. It's just the Tommy Bowden Lou Holtz early 2000s matchup again. If if that happens, where you know you, it's uh, that's what's on the line basically. Uh, and, and, and quite frankly, those games were kind of fun because, you know, the, it wasn't much else to play for. Uh, that was before Spurrier's run. That uh, was before Dabo's run. Uh, hopefully the fan base is still both, you know, kind of relish beating each other again. And it becomes, you know, everything kind of like, uh, you know, I always say that the Egg Bowl is one of the most uh, underrated rivalries because, they really rarely are playing for a division title or anything on the ladder or anything. It's just, that's it in the state of Mississippi. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with occasionally uh, in South Carolina, that being, that being it, that being the season. And uh, for South Carolina, if you win these next three, that is a season because you don't get to play again. If you lose it, I don't know. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What Clemson's going to do these next three games? Uh, you know, I could see I could see him win them all three, quite frankly, and then losing in Columbia. Uh, I could see him. You know, I, I I just I don't know. You know, could Georgia Tech, is Georgia Tech back enough to where they can go in there and beat them? I, I I have no idea what to think. Um, I know they got three home games though before they come to Columbia too, uh, and their backs are against the wall. So so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it certainly has not been the season that either program expected and so they'll both probably try to salvage it with a win over the other one uh, here in a few weeks can't wait for that jc sherbert again of the big spur inside the gamecocks i'll be joining inside the gamecocks tomorrow wednesday at 11 30 a.m eastern always a pleasure jc appreciate you taking the time man this is always a ton of fun hey thanks chris have a good one bud
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.